So we are back for episode three of the College Drop-In, which is part of the overall What's Up Well in podcast. And today we are taking a dive into the student experience, student life at Niagara College. Sarah Panisi, Senior Director of Student Services and Wellness, as well as Steve Kosh, Executive Director of the NC Student Administrative Council, are joining us to talk about the culture on campus, how that campus, as part of a larger community here in Welland, educates students, educates the community on how to coexist and how to how to be good neighbors, essentially. So I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm ready to dive in with Sarah and Steve. Is there anything you want to chip in? Nope. Let's head to school. Welcome to a new episode of the College Drop-In. Today, we have the great fortune of speaking with Sarah Panisi, Senior Director of Student Services and Wellness, and Steve Kosh, Executive Director of the NC Student Administrative Council. Sarah, Steve, thank you so much for joining this conversation of the College Drop-In of the What's Up Welland podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Thank you very much. Good morning. So let's let's dive right in, Sarah, with what is it that what is your role at the college? Please tell us as as director of student services and wellness, what does that encompass? So I have the great fortune of working with an amazing team uh, that provide direct support and services for students. And the team is made up of Indigenous education, where we have support services for Indigenous students. And that includes everything from helping students with access to creating a welcoming environment, as well as providing opportunities for the NC community to learn more about uh, Indigenous ways of knowing and being. We also work with the Health, Wellness, and Accessibility Services team, and that includes teams of nurses and physicians, our counselors who provide important mental health supports, as well as our academic consultants, uh, accessibility consultants, and they help students with disabilities to um, have accommodations in the classroom to help with their education. And last but not least, we also work with our Student Rights and Responsibilities Office to support students who might be um, experiencing sexual violence or had concerns around harassment. Uh, We work with students to understand what the code is and also to ensure that there is a safe and respectful campus climate. So Sarah, there's a lot, lot of things that you just mentioned in terms of the areas that that you kind of oversee or that you have a hand in, in developing and, um, and moving forward at the at the college. So for a campus community, which is very, can be very diverse, um, you know, whether uh, it's in your programs that you offer academically from where your students come from, just, you know, th- there's a culture and an identity that the college has. And you mentioned a lot of the areas that you do work in. Are there any particular services that are offered that are either, I'll say, A, unique um, to the to Niagara College, or B, that maybe you want to highlight just as, you know, here here are the services we offer. Can you give us an example of some of them? Well, I think that what is um, amazing about how we 
offer services to students is we try to work across different teams to provide streamlined access so 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 that students especially students who might be accessing um, mental health services or students who might be in distress that they so that they have to only tell their story once so for me that is um, a very focused and uh, real way that students feel supported and cared for so that we are recognizing the student's need and we as teams are connecting to support the journey all the way through. So the services that we provide are not necessarily unique. I think what's unique or perhaps special is the way that we do it and our commitment to ensuring that the student's voice is the foundation for everything that we do. So, Steve, to draw you into the conversation, and Sarah, absolutely, we're coming back to you. But for you, Steve, in your role at the co- at the college, so you are executive director of the Student Administrative Council. What does that look like? What does that entail on your end? Uh, thank you very much, Paul. So my, my role as executive director um, is running the operational side of our student council. So um, our student government on campus handles sort of life outside the classroom, if you will, um, different services that we offer that complement, you know, the package that the college offers as well. Um, but my role is basically managing the operations and working alongside our board of directors, uh, much like a council within a community. Um, or ward counselors, right? And then we have a student president, much like the mayor of Welland, right? Um, who is sort of the figurehead of our organization. So I'm sort of behind the scenes handling operations, um, adding you know longevity and, and that context of years and years of experience um, here at the college um, to our elected board, which transfers every year, right? So every year we have a new elected board. I'm that consistent sort of voice within the board to be able to help guide and mentor them um, to making different uh, decisions on campus. So, Steve, we're, we're going to drop a couple breadcrumbs to a question that we have for both you and Sarah a little bit later. But uh, to get us started, so we've got students back on campus. They're back in the classroom. And because they're back on campus and back in in the classroom, they're also back in the community, right? After, you know, summertime when many students do go home to their respective, um, you know, towns and cities, um, you know, a little bit quieter for the community, students are back. There's a part of being a good neighbor that... Um, is is promoted by the college for the students to, to the community. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the good neighbor guide that you have and really what it's designed to do? Yeah, absolutely. So the good neighbor guide was developed um, in conjunction with the town and gown committee. And I'm sure we'll dive into that in a little while there. So um, that town and gown committee basically developed the good neighbor guide to bridge the gap between students and neighbors. Right. And making sure that everyone knows the responsible roles um, or their roles within the community. So with that good neighbor guide and sort of our involvement with community um, in a typical year, um, we do something um, called the welcome wagon. Um, And it's something a lot of post-secondary institutions do, uh, whereby what we basically do is take student leaders, student volunteers within the college and we door knock. Right. So um, we do here in Welland, uh, we do you know a three by three sort of block around the college. And what we're looking to do is we're looking to talk to students first and foremost. Um, and we're handing them. We work in conjunction with uh, regional waste 
as well as bylaw, police, and fire. And we're handing them different pamphlets and different information from all of those different services. So, you know, talking about garbage collection, talking about the fact that, you know, you're not littering, you know, here's your garbage collection day. Um, if you're a student in a student house, here's some fire safety tips, you know, from the firefighters. Um, if there's a bylaw infraction, you know, here's who to call on the police or bylaw side. So really educating our students on what's expected of them now that they're part of this well-in community. Um, likewise, you know, we, we knock on a, a lot of doors and it's not a student, right? It, it's a house or somebody who's lived here for 20 years. And our job in that case is one, to let them know we're out there talking to students. Um, so a lot of times we'll run into families and, you know, when we, when we knock on that door and we get a non-student house, they really appreciate the fact that we're trying to educate our students um, as to what their responsibilities are. So sort of two, twofold, right? Educating students and letting the community know that we're out there working, you know, on their behalf. Um, and then I would say you know, with that, a lot of times when we run into non-student houses, we always encourage a conversation. So um, I recently moved into a new house and I've met all my neighbors you know, no reason for a student not to be able to do the same thing in a student house. So often you can humanize that, right? So when you knock on a door and just say, hey, I live next door, let's be good neighbors, that conversation does help that relationship long term. So um, we always encourage, you know, non-student houses to go knock on the student house next door, make that relationship, humanize, you know, that relationship and make sure that we're working together. So, um, and then also with the good neighbor guide and, and with our sort of commitment to the community, uh, we often do neighborhood cleanups and that kind of stuff as well, just to make sure that we're integrating properly. Um, and then the community knows, you know, we know the responsibility of students and we're going to try and help educate uh, those students on what the responsibilities are. So I hope that helps. It absolutely does. That is, that is fantastic to hear. You hinted at the town and gown committee and we are certainly going to dip into that. But before we do that, beyond the valuable resource that the Good Neighbor Guide is, there are other resources that the Administrative Council offers. Could you give us a hint at what that is or some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, um, our website is yourncsac.ca. Um, so we're separate from the college, right? We're a separate entity and basically sort of the big brother, big sister on campus. So um, a lot of times with our resources, you will find them on our website. Uh, we also have uh, a front desk at each campus. So we do have offices at each campus um, where students can come in and get different uh, different pamphlets, different education um, on different services that we offer as well. So, um, And then just as far as uh, one other uh, resource available, the student UPath. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how it's developed, how it's implemented, and what it entails? Because it's a critical piece for students, um, especially those who, again, maybe are coming from out of town, uh, aren't familiar with the area, don't have access to a vehicle. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that there as, what is the UPath, Steve? Yep, not a problem. Thank you very much. So UPath stands for Universal Bus Pass or Transit Pass. Um, it's something that was developed you know, decades ago in student governments all across Canada, really. Um, not every school has one, and they do need to be brought in by referendum, so by student vote. So we did have a UPass here at Niagara College. I started eight years ago, and it, it had already existed. Um, there was the pilot project with uh, Niagara Regional Transit years back. Um, and now, obviously, Regional Transit has regionalized um, and is one entity. So what happens is we as a student council work on behalf of students who voted the UPass back in. So that UPass referendum happened in March of 2023. Um, during COVID, we had paused 
the UPASS um, just because students weren't on campus. And in order to bring that back, because it was offline for about two and a half years, we had to go back to student referendum. So students voted it in. Um, 33% of our student population voted. 74% of our students voted that back in. Um, and what it is, is it's a mandatory fee. So it's $265 per semester for each and every student. And I think what I would say to the community is understanding it's not a free pass, right? So um, there, there's almost $10 million. So between, you know, six to $9 million each year, uh, we as a college or our college students are contributing to transit in the Niagara region. So um, that, that's, you know, we're the biggest part of the, the actual transit program now in the Niagara region, um, more so even than Brock in terms of, you know, our contribution from a student side to regional transit. So that UPASS enables our students um, to ride each semester. And so they actually get um, their sort of coupon code, if you will, uh, through the UPASS app. So it's through the transit app that the region uses. Our students, instead of purchasing a monthly pass, get a semester long QR code uh, that they tap on each bus when they get on and off. So from our side as a college, you know, we work with Niagara Regional Transit to make sure that only our registered students are riding. Um, it's digitized now, which is fantastic. Um, in the past, when I first started, I mean, a lot of it was a sticker on a student card. So technology's come a long way. Um, but I would say, you know, first and foremost, it, it's access to campus for our students. And, you know, that is a pillar of the college, ensuring that students have access to post-secondary. Um, and that UPASS enables them to be able to do that if they don't have a vehicle, maybe they don't live close enough to campus, you know, to walk. Um, and then also for the community, I mean, it's an investment in the region, right? We have students who live in Niagara Falls because there's jobs, you know, an opportunity there in entertainment. We have students who go to our Niagara on the Lake campus, but live here in Welland um, and need to get transported to and from because they don't drive. So really, we're looking to invest in regional transit to provide access to students. Our students voted loud and clear last year that it's important to them as well. Um, and we'll continue to work with the region and regional transit um, to make it as safe and accessible as possible. So again, we we did hint at the Town and Gown Committee and Sarah, we'll, we'll get you back into the conversation. We'll start with you with this one. Um, so, I mean, aside from having just kind of a, an intriguing name, Town and Gown, um, it's much more than just a rhyme. Uh, it's a committee that does some great work. It's a very important work. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Town and Gown Committee is, who it's comprised of, and, and kind of its main functions? Sure. So uh, I'm the newest member, I think, to Welland's Town and Gown. So I'll tell you from my perspective what I've learned. Um, the Town and Gown is made up of both... Uh, City of Welland representatives in terms of elected as well as staff um, and members from the NC community. So that includes uh, members from NCSAC and me. Uh, and we get together to, um, there's a couple of reasons we get together. The first really is to establish those relationships. And relationships are important, especially when we are navigating new situations or perhaps situations that could be um, a disagreements or perhaps a difference of opinion, like, for example, some uh, relationships with neighbors, for example. The other is um, to find opportunities to collaborate and to work together, again, for the common good of the city of Welland. Uh, as Steve mentioned, Students are an integral part of the city of Welland's social fabric, financial and economic um, fabric as well. And so the town and gown really is a formal mechanism, a 
place where the relationship between local government and Niagara College um, is well established. Opportunities for ongoing dialogue, opportunities for sharing of information, sharing um, and collective problem solving. What I have found is that the spirit at the table is a spirit of true collaboration and, uh, in, and sharing. Um, everyone comes to the table understanding that we all have the same thing at the core of our values, which is making sure that everyone who lives in Welland, that it's a place for them to thrive, whether they're students or whether they're residents or students who will be future residents. And Steve, from your perspective, does, does that hit the nail on the head? Absolutely. And I think the one thing, you know, I really value from the, the Town and Gown Committee is using it as a conduit of communication, right? So a, a lot of times you'll have fire services, you know, within Welland who wants to get a message to students. And the Town and Gown is their mechanism to be able to get that message to us as leaders on campus for us to then take that back, um, you know, to the college and to the student association to deliver that message to students on behalf of, let's say, fire services. Um, and a lot of times we'll integrate their services into the activities we do on campus. And for instance, with fire, um, a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, when we you know, were doing large orientations, uh, we actually had fire come onto campus during our largest orientation day, and they burned a virtual dorm room. Um, so we had sort of an eight by eight and showing students all about safety, right? So why can't, you know, not burning candles is important and, and how quickly a residential, you know, or, sorry, a residence room or a student housing um, operation or room um, could go up in flames. So really, I, I think waste management is another, you know, close partner on the town and gown who they want to make sure that students understand their responsibilities um, in terms of garbage days, et cetera. And um, one thing I will say about waste management in the town and gown um, there are neighbors on the town and gown committee as well. So members at large or neighbors at large and those neighbors, you know, it's not all about students, but often, you know, their messages or concerns are, are in, you know, aimed at students. Uh, one thing we heard years back was, you know, garbage. Um, so students, you know, littering in their backyards. And when we went back to talk to students, they said, well, you know, we're only allowed a certain amount of bags, right, in each area. And so, you know, for us, that spurred on a new service here at NC SAC. So what we do um, is we purchase extra garbage tags from the region. We provide those at our front desks and students can come in and get two for free uh, whenever they want. Right. So really, you know, getting rid of that excuse of, well, we didn't have enough bag or, you know, we couldn't afford a tag um, and we needed to just drop our garbage somewhere else. So I think that's sort of the value or some of the value that comes out of the town and gown are, as Sarah mentioned, you know, community partners coming together, collaborating, coming up with new services and ways to get through different issues uh, within the city of Welland. So, and again, we value it immensely um, and really look at it as sort of that two-way communication piece. Uh, we have access to students and communicate to them. The region has things to say and regional partners have things to say, and it's a great mechanism to be able to bridge that gap. In that spirit of collaboration, is there anything going on with the Town and Gown Committee that now is an opportunity to say or to give that the tip that look forward to this event, this initiative, this this project on the horizon? I don't 
know that there's anything upcoming, but perhaps something to celebrate was uh, during move-in day, that was like a couple of weeks ago when students were moving into residence, it was actually through the town and gown that they offered um, extra police support to ensure that there were no traffic jams, that, you know, there it was that it operated smoothly. And we were so grateful because that was something that they initiated, um, recognizing uh, that, you know, it's a very busy day and for many students who are moving into residence and their families it's a new um it's new for them so they don't they're not sure what to expect so that extra support that was provided through town and gown really made the day very successful so then I, I well, say, yeah go, go no go ahead Steve. Yep. and i was going to say i mean we we do have some sort of standing events if you will um as sarah mentioned it, it gets quiet after move-in um students are in their classroom studying for the most part so um hopefully that changes their focus a little bit but um typically you know other functions of the town and gown in terms of things upcoming um would be you know st patrick's day is not until the new year um, but we do do a lot of campaigns about talking about being a good neighbor and, and being responsible um during those times um and then really our spring cleanups and that kind of stuff as well so in the midst of everything um the other the other part that comes up once in a while is parking um so you know just working on those sort of ongoing things so as sarah mentioned nothing necessarily on the calendar of watch for it um but really want you know our community here in welland to know and understand that we are working with community to make sure events are planned things are happening and students are an integral part of and responsible part of the community well, Sarah, Steve, thank you guys both very much for joining us today on the college drop-in edition of What's Up Welland. Um, before we say our final goodbye, is there anything else from your respective areas you'd like to add, you would like the community to know? We'll give both of you uh, a bit of an open floor to close out the episode. Sarah, we'll start with you. Uh, I just wanted to highlight that uh, September 30th is National Truth and Reconciliation Day, um, and the college will be hosting a number of events to um, help everyone to recognize the importance of the calls to action under the Truth and Reconciliation uh, reports. Um, so please, if anyone is interested, please check out our website and participate. Um, for students, uh, we are excited about workshops that will be coming up soon uh, that are tailor-made for our students who identify as males and, you know, helping them to understand what um what sexual consent looks like, what healthy sexuality looks like. And we know that um, specifically engaging students who identify as male is a strategy that has important uh, payoffs uh, for uh, healthy relationships. And lastly, I think uh, students who are interested in any health wellness uh, workshops, I'd encourage them to check out our uh, health, wellness, and accessibility services workshop page. All kinds of interesting things, uh, just kind of tip things off here in Welland. We have Teddy the therapy dog, and uh, he comes in to, onto campus once a week. Teddy is a rock star. Send him to City Hall anytime. <laughs> Whether we need therapy or not, and you know, we probably do, but who doesn't right? love 
who doesn't love petting a dog and having a dog in their presence? <laughs> it just makes everybody smile. <laughs> That's right. And Steve, how about you? Any final uh, thoughts before we close out today? Awesome. Thanks, Mark. I think really just letting the residents of Welland know, and, you know, we're doing work here at the college. It's not just about recruiting students and bringing them into the city of Welland to live. You know, we really want to collaborate with, you know, the community, educate our students on how to be good neighbors and how to be a responsible, um, you know, student or resident um, of the community as well. So um, the one thing I would say is, you know, we're, we're getting back to pre-COVID levels here at the college. So um, to community members who see different volumes of students walking the streets or on buses, et cetera. Um, you're not dreaming. It, it, we are, you know, close to back to COVID levels. So um, really let's work together to make well and, you know, what it is and, and what it always has been, uh, which is a city of collaboration. And again, we here at Niagara College and our student association know, you know, how integral students are to this community. We're going to continue to work to make sure that we can get along with, you know, current residents and, and be one moving forward. So but thank you very much. Wonderful. Well, Steve, Sarah, thank you both so much for joining us today. Paul, any last words for you? Nope, Mark, you took the words out of my mouth. Thank you both. This was a terrific conversation and our pleasure to be able to highlight what you are doing on campus, how it serves the students and how it serves our community. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mark. Appreciate it, Paul. Good to see you, Sarah. Nice to see you too.